What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and good day to you. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I am your host, JPB. Let's talk about joy today. I am just coming back from a few days filled with it, and I want to share that with you. I have some reflections. This weekend, I had the honor and privilege of participating in my best friend's wedding, and I want to share a little bit of that experience with you. I was a little bit nervous going into the um, duties of a groom's person, which there really weren't any, um, just helping. We had a lot of things to like set up and tear down and just for the wedding, it was out. Um, it was it was a river riverside wedding on a piece of property and we had, um, it was outdoors, we did some camping. So there was kind of a lot of moving pieces and we did a lot of work for it. And then um, just generally not falling on my face as I walked down the aisle. That was all in my brain. But what stood out the most to me was how much joy was shared and some kind of unexpected takeaways. And we already know that joy is one of the best tools in combating stress and anxiety and overwhelm and all of these things. And sometimes, most of the time, I don't say it's a lot of the time, it is the first thing that we are willing to throw out because it's not productive. It is, um, doesn't come naturally for some of us, especially if we are used to, um, monitoring and inhibiting our feelings. If we don't show our pain, if we don't let ourselves cry, if we don't let ourselves experience those less, um, feel good emotions that are necessary and part of life. If when we damper those, we are also dampening our capacity to feel joy and participate and share in that. And so it doesn't come easy for a lot of us who have had those experiences and, and have a a history and a pattern habits of, of shielding ourselves from our feelings. So I'm going to share my takeaways from experiencing all of this joy, sharing this joy with um, some unexpected people. So starting with just sharing in joy, sharing joy is one of the best things that we can do to lower stress and anxiety. And I was talking to a new friend over the weekend, and we were talking about how much better it feels to do things for others when we are feeling shitty. It's such a good feeling to give someone else, give to someone else for no other reason reason than just to give, to help, to lighten their load and add to the joy. And sharing our joy, sharing the joy of others is such a magical thing. And yet I know sometimes it can be hard and Maybe we don't want to share our joys when there's so much tragedy and chaos and anger and pain in the world around us that we are seeing. It can feel kind of insensitive or maybe inappropriate. 
Like we shouldn't feel so happy when there's suffering around us. But the thing is, there will always be bad shit around. There will always be tragedy. There will always be suffering. And so the joy is needed. We need to share our joy so others can be inspired by it and share in it. We need to share in the joy of others because it just feels good. And it helps us create that sense of community, which also adds to our connectedness, our capacity to pass that joy back and forth, and our support system. And all of these things are crucial in life and making it a good one. My second kind of takeaway reflection point is just reminding myself, reminding you if you need it, to be present. I am constantly on my phone. I am very aware. I don't beat myself up about it. I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. I am on Instagram a lot and I feel a responsibility to show up for the people that I choose, that choose to be part of the uh, brain body resilience community there. And so I, I kind of take my, my responsibility for that pretty seriously. And I'm, I make sure that I show up and show my face and share things and, you know, try and create useful content with a high level of consistency. And so this is the first time in almost three years since I started the business that I haven't posted daily. And I've missed more than just a couple of days um, in showing up and, and providing some kind of resources and things. And you know what, it felt really great to just be present to be in these moments. I didn't even have my phone with me this weekend. And there were a few moments where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not checking on this or that. All of those things are still there for me to do. And I got to be present in these moments and enjoy them and soak them up. And that presence helped facilitate my capacity to share in that joy that we were just talking about. Because if we're not present in a situation, if we're somewhere else, we're thinking about something else, our mind is constantly, you know, on the next thing or the thing that we need to do over here. We can't fully be in that moment to share in it. And so while I love being on social media, I genuinely do. I've curated a fantastic experience for myself there. I don't pay attention to the trash and the things that I do see are things that I want to learn about, things that bring me joy. And the interactions that I have with folks on there are just incredible. I feel like the internet is magic and I get to meet these people uh, virtually that I never would have contact with otherwise. And I've met some of the coolest people on the internet. So I love it. And I really like, I enjoy creating content. It is a fantastic creative outlet for me. And I love sharing what I know that can be useful for others. And even with all of that, it was still so very nice to not even have my phone around. Look, at I didn't even know what time it was for like three whole days. I was totally present in these days. And there was a lot of work to do setting up the wedding and then tearing it down. And I was able to focus all of my attention on what was happening in those moments. So reminder to be present so that you are able to share in the joy of others and experience that joy for yourself. Because if you are not in the moment, you're not experiencing that, that emotion. And moving on another reflection, 
I think part of the the capacity to be present was that with this event was held outdoors. We went camping and then there was a wedding outdoors and we were able to just be in nature, which we know is calming to the nervous system and lower stress hormones. And a lot of us don't do enough of it. I know that the availability of nature is different depending on where you live. I live in the Pacific Northwest part of the United States and it is incredibly beautiful here. And I no longer take that for granted. I grew up here and I didn't know what what a gem I had. I had to move away and then come back in order to appreciate it. Um, in In any case, if you have a patch of grass or the sky to look at or a tree or some flowers, go spend some time with that and you will feel better. Moving on. Reflection number next, being around people who I wouldn't normally hang out with was something that I was, uh, had a little bit of, um, I was a little trepidatious about coming into this event. And something that I see is that shared goals will change the focus and give us something to focus on and come together. And that is a beautiful thing. I will be honest. I wasn't sure how I was going to do with the difference this weekend. And I will tell you, I am very proud of myself when I notice how much I've grown when I'm around people that, um, trigger. I don't, I feel like the word trigger is overused. Um, so I don't love it. Whatever. I don't like it's, I'm so triggered is something that just I hear too often. And I don't think it really means what it, I don't think people understand the use of that, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that. Anyways, people who, you know, trigger my insecurities or my things that I have not grown through the things that I don't like that I'm irritated by that I have difference with all of these things. And the practice of minding my business and doing what I came to do has been an incredible tool in dissipating the stress and discomfort I used to feel all of the time around people that I wouldn't choose to spend my time with necessarily. And I was able to experience so much joy because there was this shared goal of our friend having a joyful experience, enjoying their time, that the difference that is that that was palpable was put aside and we focused all of our attention on just having filling this space this time with joy for our friends and that was such a cool experience because i feel like i especially in the last 6 years or so have become less open to that on a daily basis maybe not less open but i we all surround ourselves with things that are, that we agree with people that agree with our values and our, um, ways that we think our ideas of how we want the world to be and the internet and the great algorithms we have assisting us, uh, show us all of those same things as well. So we're surrounded by things that don't hold a lot of difference. And I think that I know for myself holding space for that difference is a practice and, you know, not just for myself, for everyone, it is a practice to hold space for difference and sit in that discomfort, knowing that it's okay. I'm going to do what I came to do. We have a shared goal and that makes things easier. So 
um, that reflection point, just being, being around people who, you know, you wouldn't normally choose to. And that applies for, oh my gosh, not just social situations, work, all of these places where we always have to interact with people that we don't necessarily like. We're not going to choose to spend our time there. We don't share values or ideas about how the world should be. And understanding that if we have a shared goal, we can find some kind of common ground. So moving on. Number five, wanting what you want for someone, or let me, let me start over. Wanting what you want for you, not what I want for you. I'm reading my notes. It doesn't make any sense. So wanting what, learning to want what someone else wants for themselves rather than what we want for them is also a beautiful practice. It's very difficult for some of us and some of us, I mean me, and I know I'm not alone in that. But I feel like this one is along the same lines as I want to see you as you want to be seen. And this is such a gift to others as well as to ourselves. Learning to let what we want be for ourselves and what others want to be for themselves is a skill that I am still learning. And it is really, really cool for me to witness that in action and witness my growth in those areas because I don't have to understand why you want something or why I don't have to agree with it or like it at all. Because again, I'm here to mind my business and do what I came to do, which is, this is a quote from James Olivia, who I will, I will put their information in the show notes. I've learned so much about relating both to myself and others from them. And they're such a fantastic resource. And another something I'm, I learned from them was popping into my head your commitments dictate your boundaries. And this weekend, for example, I was committed to helping my friend and his new wife enjoy their celebrations and be there to share in and support their joy. And so all of my opinions, and I have a lot of them, my ideas about how I like things, they all, they all took a back seat because my commitment was to be generous with my love and joy and have that focused on them. And so with all of this, wrapping it up, my challenge to you this week is to notice where you can share in joy, where you can share in joy that nature brings us naturally. Share your joy with others and let them share in your joy, because that is also a skill for some of us. And then choose to participate in the joy of someone else. And a few things that can help that process put your phone away for a few hours or for a whole day and just be here right now in the moments you are living and notice what that feels like. Notice the absence of a scattered thought, the absence of low attention, the absence of some of that anxiety, because the more that we switch our attention and focus, the less, um, safety our brain feels. Multitasking is, uh, not really possible. You're actually task switching very quickly. And that is, um, stimulating and it can stimulate and represent threat to our nervous system. So when we're focusing on one thing, just being right here, whatever we're doing in this moment, it gives us a little stability, a little sense of safety. So put that phone away, be where your feet are, be where you are and enjoy that moment. And then practice wanting for someone what they want for themselves instead of what you want for them. Because if we really want someone to be happy, if we really want 
the best for someone, we can't pretend to know that for them. I truly believe that everyone has the capacity to get there on their own. And we can't force our timing or our wants or desires on someone else. So wanting for someone what they want for themselves, seeing someone as they want to be seen. This is also a challenging and yet beautiful, fantastic, very rewarding practice. Practice choosing what you are committed to and then let everything else shape around that. This is another thing that can help this process of noticing where we can share in the joy and letting other people share our joy. Practice choosing what you are committed to and let everything else shape around that. What is your commitment? If you have one focus commitment, everything else will shape around that and hold that in place. And then choose joy on purpose. And this is the most important one and sometimes the hardest. Choose joy on purpose. Sometimes we have to look a little bit harder to find the pretty little things in life that bring us joy, but they are there. So choose it on purpose. Look for those things. All right, my friend, I'm going to leave it right there today. I hope you have a beautiful week. Until next time, we'll do this again. I continue to be incredibly grateful for your time, your attention, and the choice that you make to spend that here with me. All right, friends, JPB out.